Real estate is a tough business. It can be a long and complicated journey involving contractors, agents, inspectors, lenders, and appraisers. The appraiser is the valuation expert and determines value in real estate. Yet most in the industry don't know much about the appraisal process, and we want to change that. I'm John Sledge, a retired real estate appraiser turned investor. My wife, Kaylin, and I started this podcast to share insights into analyzing real estate through the eyes of an appraiser and to share stories to help you avoid costly mistakes on your real estate journey. This is the Think Like an Appraiser podcast, cautionary tales in real estate. This is episode number 17 of the Think Like an Appraiser podcast, cautionary tales in real estate. And today, John and I are going to be talking about the hot real estate market that we're in right now. It is March 19th, 2021, and we're in Texas, and people are getting multiple offers on homes and above asking. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and it is. They're getting multiple offers, sometimes within hours of listing a property, uh, and therefore it's driving sales prices up. You know, and, and looking at it as we've kind of been visiting and analyzing what's the cause, the root cause of this. There's there's three main causes, I believe, that uh, that are affecting the, the hot market here in Texas. One of them, there's a lot of people moving to Texas from other states. Uh, there's a very low inventory in most of the major cities in Texas because of all the people that are moving in. And also very low, historically low interest rates are driving more people into becoming buyers from renters because they can afford a home or they can afford a bigger home than they had previously. You know, and it goes back to supply and demand. Here we have a low supply and high demand of homes. Right. And that's that's just going to drive prices up. And real estate agents are loving this. And it's just... People are just saying they've never seen anything like it. It is. And the buyer, I mean, I'm sorry, the sellers that are out there, <clears throat> even though there's there's not as many as, as there should be or could be, I mean, they're they're eating it up. They're thinking, wow, I'm, I can sell now and, and sell for so much more than I could have a few months ago. Now, of course, this causes some problems. It does. And, and the problem that's happening right now is that... There are not enough closed sales to support these prices and appraisals are not coming in at the contracted price is what's happening. Right. And I I think there's a misconception there or a misunderstanding. Um, People in real estate, whether it's real estate agents or uh, other people that work in the industry, look at the appraiser as not understanding the market. Right. You've heard that a lot, haven't you? Oh, I, I hear it on podcasts that I'm on. I heard it all throughout my career. You know, The appraiser doesn't know what's going on in the market. They need to be paying attention to what's going on in the market. Right. Which, that's what y'all do. You, you pay attention to what's going on in the market. As the valuation expert, I mean, you have to analyze the market every day because you're looking at a specific day and time in a specific market. So yeah, you do understand what's what the market is is doing. And appraisers out there understand that the market is hot, prices are on the rise. What is misunderstood in the general public is that the appraiser must have 
closed sales to justify their market value. Right. Appraisers cannot use speculation that it has to be funded and closed. Correct. To be utilized as a comparable sale. The And here is the main reason that well, there's lots of reasons, but the appraiser is hired by the lender to ensure that the collateral they're taking, this asset to support the loan that they're giving, that the value will support the amount of money that they're going to loan on this property in right. the event that the borrower does not fulfill their obligation and pay their payments, then the bank has to take this property back, sell it, and ensure that they're going to get their investment back. Right. The lender wants proof that their invested their investment is solid. Correct. And so it's not just based on what the market is doing at this moment. There has to be concrete evidence of closed sales to support the value estimation. So let's go back to this is what is so interesting to me is that home valuation is determined by the appraiser. Yes. Yet it's, again, there are misunderstandings. People don't understand the appraisal process, what the appraiser does, how the appraiser actually determines value. Right. Because the, there has to be, y'all are research experts, but you can only research data Correct. that you can't you can't research well this house got six offers but it hadn't closed yet so it's worth more well it it hasn't closed until it is a closed sale it does not support or is utilized in the evaluation of market value because anybody could sell their home list their home for any amount they wanted to correct and if they had somebody who was, you know, multiple people willing to pay for it, good for them. But until the deal is done. It's not considered a comparable sale. You cannot utilize it. And um, we, as an appraiser, we look at closed sales. Real estate agents and other people in the industry, they look at closed sales, but they also look at what's listed, how many offers are getting placed on certain properties. But your point is exactly right. Yes, can multiple offers drive a price up over the asking price? Sure can. But until that sales closes, it's not a sale. Well, it's Because you can offer whatever you want on a property, whether it's a whether it's an actual price that the property's worth or not. It's right. what, and whether that property closes is, is what actually makes it to be able to be utilized for market value. Right. It's kind of like, you know, a race. You start off, whether it's a horse race or track and field, the leader's out front, but the win that doesn't matter. It's whoever crosses the finish line first. Right. You have to cross that finish line for it to count. That's that's a great great analogy. I, mean, I had never thought about it that way, but know, that's that's a great. You point. don't get a time on your run until you've crossed that finish line. Right. You don't finish. You don't finish. Well, but I was first around the first corner. Well, I, I was in first place. It doesn't. 
it doesn't matter. You have to cross that finish line for it to count. Right. And I believe that, especially in Texas, because that, I mean, that's where we are and that's the market that we work in on a daily basis. We have out-of-state buyers whose markets are substantially inflated over Texas right. in general. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you're talking about people from California and New York, and I mean, they're coming from areas where their cost of living is much higher. So when they come in and make offers on properties based on where they're coming from, because it, it seems like a great value, even if it's over market value, they're still over market value for that home. And so it has to go through the whole process and get closed before that actually counts towards the current market that we're dealing with. Because right now in this market with title companies being so busy and the business is just crazy, you're not going to close a home in less than 45 days unless you're paying cash for it. Well, I, it just It's going to take time. It's going to take time for there to be enough comparable sales to support a new to, su- to support new higher prices right right and I mean, and that is that is the struggle and that is why realtors and sellers look at appraisers and t- say that they don't understand what they're doing um, so let's talk about how an appraiser is regulated right i'm glad that you brought that up what yeah. is it that the appraiser must do to deliver a legal appraisal of value. The appraiser is under numerous jurisdictions. There is the USPAP guidelines, which is a nationwide uh, set of rules that the appraiser must follow. And, and this, and we won't bore you with those. We're not going to go into all those rules. But it's something people need to know, you, that the appraiser does have guidelines and has a set of standards that they have to follow. Right. Like, like we talked about last week, the appraiser must do two, over 2,000 hours with a trainer before they can go out and do pra- appraisals on their own because they have to understand the rules that regulate them. So not only is there the USPAP guidelines that if, or any appraiser covers any appraiser in the United States, then each state has its own licensing board which has their own set of guidelines that the appraiser must follow. So appraisers in Texas might have some different guidelines than the appraisers in Colorado, but they all still must follow the USPAP. Then they must follow the state guidelines. And finally, each lender, or if it's a, a secondary market, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loans, or FHA, there's another separate set of guidelines that the appraiser must follow. So each one of these people has their guidelines and every appraisal must meet all of these guidelines. So the appraiser must follow the guidelines when they're out determining market value, which means that they must utilize closed sales in the neighborhood first of similar size, similar quality, and similar condition. You're looking for comparable, similar. To come up with that home valuation number, right? You have to have the closed sales. So, you and the reason for this, like I said before, the lender wants proof that their investment is solid, that they are not going to lose money if the market shifts. Right, and one of the reasons why there 
are misconceptions about the appraisal process is appraisers don't talk much about valuation. No. Because they can't. Right. Because explain that. So, and I used to get calls all the time. What do you think this is worth? What What is this market doing? How much do you think this, this house could appraise for? And as an appraiser, anytime you shared your opinion of value on any property, whether it was just you were talking with your brother-in-law or your sister or your aunt, if you said, you know, I think that house is worth X, that is considered an appraisal. Whether it's verbal, written, it doesn't matter. Which is why John is not, he, he's now retired. He doesn't have an appraisal license Correct. active anymore because we couldn't be doing this podcast. Right. We couldn't share our information right. and we couldn't teach. And that's, that's why you don't have people teaching what we teach. Right. It's why people don't understand how to determine home value the way an appraiser does, which is really the goal in this business. If you want to increase the value of your home, shouldn't you know how value is determined? And you should. And that's why our community is such a unique place to get information that you cannot get other places. Right, because we are looking at it from the eyes of an appraiser. That's what we teach. That's what we help real estate agents and investors learn. We help them to look at their properties as the appraiser will look at it and help them determine what they need to do to bring the most value. And, and with the appraisers have all this training and experience, and this is how they make their decisions. It's what they base the valuation on. So for goodness sakes, if you're going to get into this game, you need to know how value is going to be determined. You need to know specifics about valuation. Right. And that's one of the things that makes us different because we focus from how is valuation determined? How, what scope of work do you need to do based on what the valuation could be? And the other thing that we've done to set ourselves apart is if you're a member of our platform, you have access to us. You have access to a valuation expert to ask questions. Right, which you can't do to with the appraiser down the street because if he's if he's still working, he, he any opinion he gives you is considered an official appraisal. So you were on a podcast earlier in the week and this topic of the hot market came up and you wanted to make a clarification on something that you said. Yeah. So the question was in this hot market where multiple offers are made on homes and the offers or the contracts are higher than the current values of the comparable sales, how can the appraiser or what can a seller do to ensure that they get the highest value for their home? Because people feel like they're being cheated right. is part of the problem right now. And the you made a good point when we were talking earlier, and, and then I'll go back in answering this question, is the lender wants to minimize their risk. Therefore, 
they don't want market value to be based on speculation. They want their market value on a home to be based on concrete data, which is closed comparable sales. So they're not in this. There is speculation in their lending, but they want to minimize that by ensuring that the, the data they use is accurate data. So going back to the question. So when I was talking to Rich and, and my answer to him was two parts. The first part, as a seller, you need to be proactive with the appraiser. So when the appraiser comes to do their site visit, you ha can have a packet of information for them. You can give them information on any renovations that have been completed, the total scope of work, what the budget is. Then you can also, if you've received multiple offers on this property, and therefore the contracted price was above the list price, share that information with them because that gives them an insight into what trends the market is seeing today. And a part of my answer that might not have gotten heard, and I, this is really where the clarification and what I wanted to do is expand on it, is the appraiser can take that information and utilize that when they go back to do their research. But when they do their research, they can't base their opinion on the fact that multiple offers are being made and therefore we can increase market value by 10% or whatever that percentage is. They still must find closed comparable sales to support their market value. Now, one of the things that an appraiser can do is if there are not any sales in that neighborhood, they're able to expand their search parameters to see if sales have been closed in surrounding neighborhoods that are more recent and therefore might get a, be get a better insight into what the, the market is as of today. So sharing this information with the appraiser is a good idea, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to get the valuation that you're looking for. Correct. But it also doesn't mean that the appraiser doesn't know what he's doing, which that's, that's the point of this. One of the points of this show today is expl to explain what the appraiser does and why he does what he does. Right. Because when he or she take, d does an appraisal, they're taking current market information, the whether there's multiple, I mean, any impact on the market, they're looking at. But they're, but they, bottom line, must have closed comparable sales that support their market value to determine their market value. And the amount of research that is done by the appraiser, they don't just go into MLS and, well, here you go, here's a few sales and, and start work, you know, start mapping out their appraisal. They've got to look at these sales in detail and really determine which sales are the most comparable and utilize those sales. And then they also must go and the appraisal is broken down in multiple different sections to of the home and then they have to go in and make adjustments for areas that aren't similar 
And, and that's another area that this really misunderstood. It's when I was talking to Rich the other night on, on their podcast, he was talking about, and, and he's an investor, is they look at homes as a price per square foot. And so in this market, a price per square foot is this. Yet an area that they miss is if one home has two bathrooms and one has four or one is upgraded differently than another, it's not just a price per square foot. There are so many other factors and so many details that the appraiser must look at to determine their market value. So going back to this clarification, they will look at all details that the market is currently seeing, but they must utilize comparable sales. And I know I talk about this over and over. Closed sales must be utilized to determine their market value. So really, if you could give any advice, let's say you do have your house on the market mm -hmm. right now. And it, if you can hold off, if you can wait just a little bit, you know, may, I don't, the, because time, time is on your, if you can, if you can wait a little bit, Right. You could benefit. It's the, it's the first, it's that so, first sale that's, that's the hardest. That's the and hardest. And so as we're analyzing a market as a real estate agent or an investor to determine what our list price should be, you will know what sales are out there that either will support this raised contracted price that you might receive. Or there's not. And you're right. Once sales have begun to close, that's what shifts the market up. That's when market values actually change, not what people are willing to offer today. Right. Because I can see someone who's considering selling and they're, they're looking the sales at not at the sales at the list price right. everywhere they get excited oh my gosh look what's happening yet the closed sales have not happened there haven't been enough to support that right so it's this in between time so if you want to sell it may be a good idea just to hold off a month or so it could and and your market might have already shifted but and another thing to look at is you know, I think with this hot market, people think I'm leaving money on the table. So let's, let's just look at that sale where it was listed for a certain amount. They had three or four different offers and the contracted price is $20,000 over what they were asking. Well, the, and the, let's say the appraisal comes in at what the list price was or somewhere in between the two you're not leaving money on the table just because of what the offer on that property is, because that doesn't necessarily equal to where the market's going to even level out to. That's the, a good point. The contract price, the market itself might not ever reach that because people are competing to get the deal and they might not even be competing in what actually is where the market's going to end up well because since we're in this hot market i mean we know that it can't this 
this level cannot be sustained for forever. Not, I mean, no, there, not there, the increase that we're seeing is cannot be sustained. No, there, there's going to be some sort of correction in some way. Right. And so it's really not, it's not the best time to buy. If you're wanting to buy, you don't want to buy at the top of the market. And no. so if you've ever wanted or thought about being a real estate investor, instead of buying right now, this is the perfect time to educate yourself and learn about the business so that when they're the market does level out, you're ready to go. Right. And so then you can spend this time to learn, learn how to evaluate comparable sales, learn how to determine what the best deal is. And you can be practicing that with properties that are for sale out there. So then when the market shifts or flattens out or, you know, because the there is going to be a correction. Inventory is going to increase. Sales uh, interest rates will not always be at this historic low. We've actually already started to see some, at some points some shifts up, not nothing that still historically low. But once those things happen, then there's going to be a change in the market. It's not going to stay on this trajectory forever. Right. And, you know, I think that's there is a lot of information out there on how to invest in real estate. There are a lot of books out there. And I think there's just something missing, and that is truly understanding the valuation process because it all comes down to the appraisal. It does. It all comes down to the appraisal. And, and why there isn't more time spent on learning that process, I don't know. Um, another thing that I think since we're talking about, you know, this hot market, something else that I think is not talked about enough is preparing for a downturn or a correction if you buy a fix and flip, for right. instance. And your project, you know, everyone thinks, well, I'm going to get this back on the market in 12 weeks. Most of the time, if you're doing a major renovation, it's going to take longer than that. We always look at things in a six-month time, timeline. But another thing that I think people fail to factor in is when you purchase that property and you're trying to figure out your after-repaired value at the end of this project, your ARV, Six months, a lot can happen in six months. It can. And you need to prepare, you need to be prepared and have that in your plan that there might be a slight correction. And, you know, err on the side of caution. That's the way you end up being successful in this business is being a little conservative and, and, and understanding that home valuation changes as the market changes. It's so what goes on today is not going to be exactly what goes on six weeks from now. Right. Because when the appraiser goes to do their site visit, that is the date of the appraisal. And that is what they're, the market they're looking at. That as of that date, here is what the market was like. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that investors make 
when they're getting into this is especially in a market like we're seeing today is they're saying, wow, prices are increasing by such and such amount. So they're not even looking at what today's data is. Right. They're making projections based on that trajectory continuing to increase. Right. Where the cautious thing to do is to say, what if it corrects? Um, you must at least look at the market as it is today to determine this is what we should be planning on. And if there's a correction, then we will get a little bit less. You should never try to project out an increasing market to, to determine what you should do and, and what property is a good buy because you're exactly right. If, if the market continues to increase, then you make more money. But if it corrects and you've planned on an increase over, even over what market value is today, you lose. Well, even if you're, you're not even planning for an increase, right. even if you're looking at your project saying, okay, the prices are just going to plateau and they're going to stay the same. And you base your scope of work on that. And there's a slight correction. It's tough to make money in this business. And if you haven't planned for that, you got to leave very, those margins. There's a very good chance you're working six months for free well, because you may not you may not lose money, but you may not be making any money. It's just like when we talk about your scope of work and having money budgeted for contingencies. So you're you're planning in your budget of money you're going to spend that you're going to run across a problem. Well, you should also plan on running across a problem when it's time to sell because the market changes, and that is the reason that appraisers cannot use a set number for anything. Correct. Because what a home, you know, you get asked that question a lot. You know, what? It, how much value will a bathroom bring my right. house? They People want a set number for the bathroom or a set number for a pool or a set number for anything, for, guest you house. know, whatever it is. Appraisers cannot use preset numbers because the market is always changing. And value is determined by the market. The market. Well, and 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 in what you just talked about, the specific items, say a bathroom or a pool, they are valued differently in every market area. So each neighborhood might a bathroom might bring more value in one than the other at the same day and time. So that it's very market specific as well. It is so important to understand how comparable sales are looked at by the appraiser. What are they looking for? Because then what you've done after you learned this skill, you've equipped yourself to invest in any market if you know how to analyze the sales and determine value through the eyes of an appraiser. Right. And being part of our platform, you have access to our monthly Q&As where you can log in with a group of other uh, members and ask questions of us. Because it is just, it is so important to have a place to turn and ask for help in this crazy world of real estate, which is changing all the time. And that's why we wanted to talk about the hot market of today because 
We are seeing things we've never seen before. We're getting questions. People are getting excited because there is a lot of money out there. The prices are crazy, but it's also a time to stop back, to step back and, and think, okay, this is fun today. What is it going to look like in six weeks? And also remember that until the sale happens and money is exchanged, it is not considered a comparable sale. Right. It is only speculation. And the a final point is we all have always preached that the most successful people in real estate are the people that do their due diligence. And so by doing your due diligence and doing your research and making your decisions based on data not emotion not emotion in a hot market there's it's a really, lot of emotion there's a lot of emotion out even there. those that typically are very pragmatic it, it gets exciting and and you make that's a decision based on emotion you're so right and a lot of times when you make your decisions based on emotion they end up being the wrong decision right and that's why a lot of people think the appraisal process is boring because it's all based on data and and it's you know, it's, it's, it's not, not a lot of fun to talk about, <laughs> no. but I'm telling you, it is the key to success in real estate. We hope that this today, that this has helped you. And if you have any questions about the hot market, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end of our podcast. Did you know that only 5% of podcast listeners make it to the end of an episode? When I found that statistic out, I was really surprised but it shows you have a high level of commitment and we need people like you spreading our message, which is the key to success in real estate is through research and due diligence. And that's what our podcast is about. Sharing stories about mistakes made is part of a research process. It is. So we need your help. We couldn't do this without you. We need you to like and share our podcast And make sure you subscribe because you don't want to miss an episode. Also, if you rate the podcast, that lets other people know how much value you're getting from our show. And because you're helping us, we promise to continue to provide quality content for our listeners. We want to help you continue to grow your real estate business. And right now on our website, thinklikeanappraiser.com, you can find 75 due diligence questions to ask. It's a free download. So get your copy today at thinklikeanappraiser.com.